So this is the not literal calendar anniversary, but the figurative uh, anniversary of when we disappeared for 2016, <laughs> which is we yeah. did like one episode in and around the timeline of the first debates and then came back in 2017. That's uh, weird to think about. And like, I honestly, <laughs> it's it's getting bad again. Well, not only that, but like, so that was January and, you know, then we slept for a year. Uh, but <laughs> you may have noticed that it is not 2020 yet. Jesus, no kidding. And because, you know, we have 45 candidates, I guess we're starting <laughs> early. Um, but anyway, we're not here to talk about that because we don't want to go away for <laughs> another year and a half. <laughs> right. Although... I mean, what what we are talking about may very well become a factor in potentially this election, right. even more potentially future ones. Uh, I mean, so a few, I think of it as a few weeks, so it's probably more like a couple months because, you know, old people time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there is this video going around Facebook. Well, it was, it, I guess it was started on Twitter. Well, I don't know where it was originally posted, probably YouTube by some asshole. And it purported to show Nancy Pelosi being drunk, which was, I, now I didn't watch the video because I don't watch fake videos. Uh, I don't mm. even watch real videos on the internet for the most part. Um, and it, of course, it was just a bunch of editing. You can make anybody look bad with enough editing, and you can make people look good with enough editing, too, as I would know. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, do you, and, do you think this is what we really sound like? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um and uh yeah and and that's like you know not even that fancy like it, it wasn't a, a technologically impressive uh thing that the current president tweeted without well without any anything presidential going on <laughs> and no no fact checking no consideration of whether it was appropriate because this president never considers what's appropriate etc. Um, but again, that was pretty unsophisticated. And uh, we can actually do much better now. Yeah, this intersects with a couple of things. In the spirit of having things permanent somewhere to refer back to for a nice I told you so moment. <laughs> the talk that uh, was rejected <laughs> of mine this year was to, let's just say, demonstrate all of the things that a, an iOS app can be doing without violating anything but the spirit of the guidelines and mm. not using any private APIs or anything or breaking out of the sandbox to do some kind of creepy stuff. And two major ones I wanted to call attention to were um, apps can communicate with the entirety of the internet without bothering you as long as what they're communicating with uses SSL. So, <laughs> you know, that means they can send whatever they want to whoever they want without any, right? you know. As long as they're not leaking it to somebody they don't know about, they can send it to anybody that they do know. <laughs> well, the, the, the point of my talk was to be like, hey, if you include libraries that you are either open source but haven't read or are closed because they're like actual binaries like you don't even know what's going on here and if something's going to not your server 
um, it doesn't even matter because you have no idea what they're doing either. Yeah. And there was an interesting article uh, or blog post, I guess it was, uh, I think it was on Medium, which is nice because it's not, you know, that horrible uh, hacker news, whatever the fuck it is. Um, (laughs) Anyway, basically about that, about how trivial it is to just load up a package on uh, on the NPM repository uh, that does, you know, whatever, because the minified version don't necessarily have to be an actual minified version of the code that's in the source folder. It could super be like anything you want. It's not like they can check. Yeah. And I also wanted to show some stuff like um, by checking on the headers of stuff. If you are a remote script, you can be different if like someone is trying to read you versus when you're being executed. Right. You can even detect like having the console open yeah. um, in the case of web uh, stuff and, and not do your evil when, when, some, when Big Brother is watching. Yeah, pretty much. You can be extremely clever about your evil. Yep. And the specific evil that you could be accidentally perpetrating on iOS is that, well, now the uh, phones are faster than our laptops in terms of GPU, <laughs> at least, <laughs> or, you know, at least Apple's laptops because lol AMD. And right. <laughs> uh, one thing you can do with all that GPU without anyone noticing is run machine learning against your entire photo library. Well, you've given your entire photo library to an ass load of apps because it asked for it once. Yep. And, you know, this is a huge problem with just the way the SDK is currently. If you want to, you know, like allow pasting of an image in, or if you want to use Apple's actually pretty decently featured built-in image picker, You don't need to opt into these entitlements, but if you want to display your own picker or like the really common thing is if you are in a view that would accept an image as input, you can like read the first couple of images in the user's library. So they're right there on the bottom for you. So you don't even have to go in through the picker process. You know, there's, there's valid reasons for all of this, but the point is once you grant that, yeah, you can read my photo library permission. They can read your photo library, not just the thumbnails, (laughs) not just like the metadata, not just like the number of assets in what are the folders called, all of it. And they don't have to display anything that they're doing this. You know, there's no equivalent to the green light on uh, MacBook uh, Mm -hmm. eyesights. Nobody knows what an eyesight is anymore. I think that's still the name for the back camera or something. It's confusing on the phone. Firewire was cool, okay? Uh, it was, and those were bitching cameras. <laughs> yeah. They had a physical shutter, so when yep. that shit was shut, it was shut, and you knew that nobody was accessing it. Well, if they were, it wasn't giving them anything useful. Right, except the microphone. Well, sure. Um, but anyway, while you're reading through that photo library, which you can do in the background because um, you don't, because you have to opt out of uh, background execution for iOS apps, Um, everything gets it by default that asks for it. And yeah, they have to file the entitlement with Apple, but the point is you're not prompted. So as long as they say something that gets through app review, that's fine. Um, Apps can wake themselves up using silent push notifications like that are like from their server to themselves, which, you know, could be never during app review. (laughs) And because you can detect when you're in app review or not, 
every minute mm-hmm. <laughs> while you're right. in the real world. You know, there was this whole thing uh, a couple years ago about how Uber was doing this using geofencing uh, to That's not right. do creepy stuff that. while they were in Cupertino. Um, right. So Apple employees had no idea. <laughs> and yeah. the rest of us were, were totally unguarded against their creepiness. Yeah. Luckily, Uber's still on the App Store. Well, yeah, because, you know, they don't immediately get DOS boot. <laughs> um, you know, they get a phone call. Right. And where I'm going with all this is uh, if you're, like, not driving or jogging at the moment, go take one of your iOS devices that presumably is what you take a bunch of pictures with. <laughs> and go into the Photos app, go to the little search thing, assuming you're running iOS 10-ish or later, and type Brazier. I'm doing that right now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and it totally found, so it found uh, one picture of actual bras, because for some reason I took a picture of my bras, like, air drying <laughs> on my shower <laughs> rack, because I thought it was funny. Uh, and another one, it's just a woman in a tank top, but close enough, I guess. Yeah, so this is... It doesn't matter why it's in Apple's classification system, but depending on what shows up in your results for this, you might learn a little bit about how machine learning works or doesn't or works too well when unintended. Uh, For example, like the the back of the bedroom door I record in uh, has all of the bras hanging on it, which means (laughs) that pictures I take of the cat with the door closed (laughs) <laughs> like, come up in the results for Brazier. What it will also probably get for a lot of people is if you've ever taken a picture of yourself in a dressing room because you're trying things on and, you know, you need to know how they look or need to let someone else know how they look. It, does, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, there could be dressing room pictures um, or it could, you know, be your legitimate risk content. Not that anyone's judging that. And the point is, you know, Apple's pretty bad at machine learning, and this is the stuff their classifiers find. Yeah. You can write your own, uh, train them however you want, and using Apple's provided APIs now, you don't even have to import, you know, all of OpenCV. Um, <laughs> you can search for much specific things, including, like, actual nudity. And there was an app that did this, like, when Core ML came out, because the goal was that, you know, you could locate all your nudes and then, you know, move them into a folder within this app and then they wouldn't be in your real photo library. And assumingly it wasn't then uploading all of those to itself. Let's hope. <laughs> yeah. Now, as all of that wasn't bad enough, we, we get to what we open the show with, which is faking stuff. So these, uh, you know, the machine learning, the neural networks, you can run them in reverse, for lack of a better way of explaining it, to generate content that matches, like, the heuristics for matching something. And this can be used for comedy in the case mm-hmm. of the uh, machine learning generated recipes, like the completely meat circle and uh, everything <laughs> else it came up with. <laughs> you can also use it for images and create some really trippy stuff because like if you give it nothing to start with (laughs) and tell it to do something that matches something like but unfortunately you can also do what are now being called deep fakes which is a pun on deep learning where you take the 
training data for whatever generic kind of result you're doing, but then feed it real data based on like an actual person. And then you can create very convincing content of that person doing whatever the training data is for. The reason that I decided to do this topic now was because an article came out about how there's this app that does this to like literally remove bathing suits from people. Well, just women. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we for some reason, and I can't think what it is, most women aren't super interested in random penises. <laughs> like we don't really want to see your dicks, so stop sending them to us on social apps. This isn't something that happens to me, luckily, but like <laughs> Every woman I know who's been yeah. single at all recently has, like, a folder of unsolicited dick pics. And some some married ones, too, but not me. Because I'm, you know, small, I'm pretty low profile on the internet. <laughs> Otherwise, I would definitely have more penises, but I, I don't at the moment. Uh, but, yeah, so it's, a, it's, a, it's an app to recreate, to try to view women's bodies, uh, naked bodies, without their consent, which is awesome. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure the developers would say, well, but it's not real. It's not like we're really stealing their nudes or stripping their clothes off in public. But like, psychologically, it's fairly similar for the victims. And they are victims. Yeah. So even if you came upon the source image through, you know, non-creepy means, what you're doing is still hella creepy. It's super duper creepy. Like, I, I was reading some random article about Taylor Swift of all things earlier today. And one of the things that happened to her was Kanye West made a video with a wax figure of her naked. And she was genuinely very upset by that because she's not somebody who's been naked in public on purpose. Uh, she's not somebody who probably ever would be. Uh, and, and the fact that, uh, and this is all, you know, with practical effects, as they call it, it was just a wax doll, but it was still like, you know, she, she was victimized by that. Right. It's non-consensual use of her likeness. Right. Where this gets really, really, really bad is... <laughs> In case it's not bad enough yet, yeah. <laughs> let us tell you more. Uh, so Adobe's been teasing this for a while, but I don't think it's made it out into any of the public builds yet. This last WWDC, Apple did what I felt like was a rerun, but maybe it's just more regions where it got better. Uh, but the Siri voice is 100% generated now. Like, the samples are only used for learning. Um, at least the uh, American female voice isn't playing back samples. It is generated on the fly using machine learning. Of course, to sound like the, uh, you know, uh, actress who... Right. But it also turns out that you kind of don't need all of that information because... You know, Adobe was demonstrating that just like within Premiere, they could just sort of type out something for someone they had, you know, a half hour of footage for to have their voice generated. Yeah, I feel like this has been a thing Adobe has been teasing for years now. Yeah, I think someone's like letting them know that like you can't actually let people do this, you know, yeah. for $50 a month. <laughs> yeah, that's real bad, actually. I mean, because one of... <sighs> We we need to know re the real information. Right. <laughs> like I if if I need to know if I hear a recording of 
the governor of Virginia, to pick a totally unlikely example, saying the N-word so unlikely. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He uh, had a blackface scandal, for those of you who don't live in Virginia or pay attention to the news about Virginia. Um, Anyway, uh, I uh, would like to know whether that's true, because, like, I mean, it used to be that, well, there's video. So it's obviously true. And you could do some stuff with editing, but you couldn't, like, really necessarily invent it whole cloth. Uh, but now you can. It's it's like content-aware fill, but for reality. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, Samsung also demoed a thing where they could take a picture of a painting. So this is a single image input source and map that to a face and, you know, make it look like the painting. And like, you know, that that's a cool parlor trick, you know, for, you know, Harry Potter painting, uh, you know, mm-hmm. to be a thing. Uh, but also like, OK, but like if you use a picture of a person and now you're telling me that, like, I don't even need multiple angles of them. Like I could use like their LinkedIn headshot. <laughs> yeah, that's not awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Where this gets back to the election <laughs> is that last time we had this we had this little problem with fake content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which which all of our boomer relatives diligently shared about. Yeah, after raising us on don't trust anything on the internet. Right. It's right. It's funny, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like our whole lives they were like you can't you can't trust what anybody's saying on the internet and now that they're all on Facebook like believing everything that they read on the internet. And so younger <laughs> people are obviously fooled too and plenty of younger people shared this stuff around but but my Personally, my boomer relatives <laughs> were definitely a part of this. Yeah, same. <laughs> and, you know, that was just with, you know, well-written, provocative text content, which didn't even right. have to be that good because people don't read the article. They didn't even have to be just, plausible. We have to worry about, you know, not only, you know, here's poorly slowed down video of someone talking so it appears like they're drunk and anyone who has a background in video can see that mm. that's not like the original cadence of the frames to stuff like you said which can just be generated whole cloth because at least like with the slow down stuff like there's an original out there to compare it to and be like yeah this is what you did to this to get that but when you can just generate stuff then a lot of the digital forensic stuff falls down because it's based on looking for edits then there aren't any right (laughs) yeah it's pretty nightmarish i mean somebody could invent a video of any one of us doing a murder and then we could be put away because look there's video uh and there might be some questions of chain of uh, custody for the video uh, in question and hopefully that would be enough but like you know if somebody claims they filmed a video on their cell phone of of a political candidate in a restaurant talking about how uh actually Jewish people do run the world, uh, which is something that a lot of Republicans believe. Um, and, you know, that they're like in with the Jews or something. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Um, and they send it to news media uh, who are also underfunded and understaffed and have uh, less investigative budget than ever. Like they're going to be like, OK, well, this is the original source of the video, which it is because, right. you know, <laughs> the person made it. <laughs> uh, then you've got a major, uh, potentially a major news story based on total fabrication. And of course, it's the kind of thing, you know, that only affects the side. Right? So it's just going to be the kind of thing that just makes it easier for us to 
slip into fascism as we're doing a great job of with the whole concentration camps thing going on right now. Well, you might be sending them to Guantanamo because, you know, the facilities are so... Well, I mean, they, they have health care. Yeah, I guess that's an improvement in some sense. Yeah, they're, they're not, you know... Yeah, it's really just a different kind of torture that goes on at Guantanamo, I well, guess. Yeah, it's organized torture. Right. Not it's, torture it's, via It's cleaner. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're never going to do an episode about about the children concentration camps, but we're definitely going to do uh, a little segment in like every yeah, episode. Yeah, no, we're just going to keep talking around. It's too appalling to take yeah. on all at one time. So the only two rays of false hope we have here are <laughs> that, first of all, video evidence is already ignored. You can have the video from the, uh, you know, the po the actual like official police video of shooting unarmed black people for the crime of existing while black and yeah, that's irrelevant <laughs> and you know no sentences being issued at all let alone an actual guilty verdict no suspension without pay maybe suspension with pay is like the best you know for with that kind of so mm -hmm. i mean you know depending on the judges it doesn't matter what the evidence is at this point anyway or you know courts are a joke uh and the other thing is that so this is this is already beyond the point where you need state-sponsored money to make these things, and it's just going to get worse. But the United States specifically already has a history of making up its reasons for going to all of the wars. Yeah, quite a few. Nobody needed to make a fake video for the Iraq War, for example. Somebody just said, they definitely have weapons of mass destruction. We need to go take care of that. Yep. And a lot of those yay votes are now running for president against. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, I'll, I'll just end this episode on that. I, I don't <laughs> expect the next 18 months to go well. <laughs>